Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. I'm Dave Lorenzo, and today we're talking about HR. I know, I know, you don't want to talk about HR, but we're going to make it fun. We're going to make it exciting. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're growing, you really need this conversation. I've got just the guy for you today. Sam Tanyos is the CEO of Human Elements Consulting. He's going to help us understand the breadth of HR services. It's not just payroll, and I don't want you to think it's just payroll. So I want you to sit back and relax. I've got all the questions right here. We're going to grill him. He's going to give us the answers we need to make sure we don't make mistakes with the people who are keeping us in business with the people who are making our business run. Don't lose sight of that. This is the most important asset we have in our business. It's our people. They deserve a great place to work. Sam's going to help us with that. Please join me in welcoming Sam to the Inside BS Show. Thanks for joining us, Sam. I'm so happy to have you here. I got a million HR questions for you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. All right. So first of all, so I'm gonna let me let's start off. Let me tell you a story. So years ago, <laughs> years ago, I'm sitting on a plane and um, I'm with a guy. Uh, I worked for Marriott at the time, and we were we were flying to D.C. from my office in New York. And my buddy happened to be uh, the head of HR for our brand. So I'm on the aisle. My buddy's in the window, and there's a guy in the middle in between us. So the guy in the middle in between us looks over at me. He goes, what do you do? And I said, oh, you know, I work for Marriott, blah, blah, blah. I do this, I do that. I said, and this is my buddy, Joe, and he works for Marriott too. And the guy looks over at him and he goes, oh, Joe, what do you do for Marriott? And Joe says, oh, I'm in HR. And the guy goes, oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> because a lot of people, and Sam, I, this is no knock on HR. A lot of people perceive HR as the people who tell them what they can't do, Right. But what you're here to do is you're here to make sure we're doing everything we can to take care of our people. So tell us your story. Tell us how you got into this and tell us exactly why you do what you do. So, um, you know, how I got into this was really kind of completely uh, by accident. Um, I I kind of started out uh, getting out of college and trying to find the first thing that I could uh, which was, uh, you know, in the benefits space. I was a benefits analyst for a little while, and uh, as I as I continued through, you know, my early twenties, trying to figure uh, life out and go to graduate school and that kind of thing, uh, I always touched on roles that had to do with people, uh, whether it was training and development, whether it was uh, recruiting, whether it was running an HR department, whether it was just managing, you know, just the the day to day benefit questions and things of that nature, uh, payroll, whatever it was, uh, it was just those those kinds of roles that sort of uh, accumulated and. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Eventually, uh, you know, I wind up in uh, management consulting, and after uh, a stint with a with a PEO, and um, I kind of, uh, you know, at the end of two thousand eight, early two thousand nine, I had uh, kind of been um, uh, given the pink slip, so to speak, uh, out of my last role in management consulting, and. Uh, you know, my intention really was to kind of go back to my roots, which was working with small businesses. And um, and what I had always found was, and I worked uh, with a lot of very very large organizations uh, with with uh, you know Fortune 500, Fortune 100 organizations 
specifically around their talent management. And some of the things that they did were just absolutely fascinating. I mean, just the whole concept of what they did was, was amazing to me. Uh, and I thought, you know, a lot of these small businesses could actually benefit from this. And uh, my opportunity came to put my money where my mouth was, and uh, and I decided to do it. And, um, you know, what I've discovered uh, during that, that period of time is the evolution of HR within a business. Uh, typically starts off with uh, either a, a founder or a couple of founders get together. They start a business. Uh, they hire their first employee. They realize now, oh, we got to pay them. Mm-hmm. So they hire a payroll service. And uh, as they keep accumulating employees, they, uh, the person that runs payroll, whether that's their primary job, their secondary job, or their, you know, their fourth or fifth job within the organization, uh, they become the de facto HR person. And that's really kind of the beginnings of building the bomb, as I uh, always like to describe it, as you, know, you are building a bomb within your organization and you're just waiting for it to go off. Um, I think now, uh, you know, pandemic-wise, we've been kind of uh, uh, alerted to the fact and, and had a lot of light shed on the importance of employees within an organization. Uh, but I think it's a little bit uh, too little, too late in terms of you know really understanding what that means for an organization uh, and how it can benefit them. So uh, really, my organization was designed to help uh, organizations take advantage of that, uh, take advantage of that asset. Because uh, it is unique and it's the only asset that they have that can't be replicated by a competitor, and uh, and you know it's a, it's a big part of your organization. And you know one of the things we always th- say is you can you can differentiate yourself. You you can make the same widget as the as the guy next door, or the girl next door, but you can be a different widget just by the people that you uh, that you employ. So what is the hardest thing that people try to do themselves that you can take off their plate? Well, I think one of the things that, uh, that they, this, this, that anytime an employer says, well, I'll just go to Google to find something right there is that's the, the, the trigger point is okay. The second you say, I'll just go to Google and find it, you've already let's go. Started. Let's go on YouTube and figure out how to remove an appendix. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. How, do no. we, how do we onboard this employee? Let's go to YouTube. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, uh, you know, look, I, and I've used YouTube. To my, hey, my son learned to knit uh, a sweater. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, and, I, and I use it to repair my garbage disposal, but these are people. Right, <laughs> right. exactly, exactly. So, you know, there's so many nuances to it. And, and if you don't know what you're doing, you know, it, it's it's you're, you know you're really playing with dynamite, you know, and uh, it, it's it it can backfire on you tremendously. You can back yourself into corner without realizing it. There are so many things and so many moving parts. The second that you run into an issue and you go to Google, right there on the spot, that that is it. You you need HR help. Okay, so you mentioned uh, you you mentioned a PEO earlier. Explain to folks who are listening, folks who are watching, what a PEO is. Yep. So a PEO is, it's, uh, stands for Professional Employer Organization, and it's uh, a way for small employers to um, uh, create uh, economies of scale uh, and, and have some HR needs taken care of. Uh, it's not a great fit for all organizations, but for some organizations where they have you know, heavy workers' comp liabilities, uh, heavy unemployment liabilities, it can be a great option for them. Uh, but that's essentially uh, you're, you're outsourcing some functions uh, of your HR process to another organization. 
Okay, so when we come on board with you, if we're if we're working with you, you handle you handle all the payroll for us. Will you will you help us with benefits? What else What else will you do? Yep. So uh, so we are not a PEO, but we operate very very uh, uh, much the same way as as some other uh, organizations like an ADP or a Paychex and so forth. So. We generally uh, we're a little bit different in that um, we we are owned and operated by HR professionals. So we always say we are HR people that do payroll, not the other way around. Okay. Uh, the distinction is that you know everything that we do revolves around uh, this particular asset that an organization has, and how can we maximize the ROI on that? Uh, now. We do two things. We do HR automation and we do HR uh, advisory services. HR automation, payroll is, is, a, is a core component of that, but when we talk about HR automation, we're talking about automating recruiting, automating the applicant tracking process, automating the onboarding process, automating the uh, time and attendance process, automating performance management, asset management, meaning you know, when you've got uh, employees deployed with computers and equipment, et cetera, managing all of that, uh, incident tracking, uh, various other uh, types of, uh, of document storage and document management, uh, various HRIS components, uh, benefits enrollment, things of that nature. We don't get involved in the benefits piece brokering it. Right. We generally will partner with insurance professionals to do that. And the reason why we do that is they know their markets better than 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 any of us. They know what, uh, and generally we try to pair up if we if we don't have a, a if we have a client that doesn't have a broker, we generally would recommend somebody that's from that industry or is familiar with that industry and familiar with that market that can can really uh, make, bring the most value to that organization. But that's a critical piece to the entire uh, component of managing employees. So we like to have people that uh, know what they're doing, handling that, as, as well as retirement benefits. But then on the advisory side, we, we take on what's called a fractional HR role. So we either outsource some part or all of the uh, HR process of an organization or HR or, um, uh, uh, practice within an organization. Okay, so... If we let's say uh, so, I'm I'm located in Florida, and uh, Florida Blue is a Blue Cross Blue Shield affiliate here in Florida. So I decide that Florida Blue is going to be the the benefits provider for my company. Basically, I connect you with the Florida Blue rep. You uh, you go through the paperwork with them. You know what all the paperwork is that people have to fill out. So I onboard Jane onto my team, and I connect her with you, and then you take care of everything that Jane needs to fill out from a paperwork standpoint is that how is that how it works absolutely. i mean pay, i say paperwork but it's all online now so you guys Correct. do all yeah. that right absolutely so we we talk about the onboarding process and uh, i hate using uh, uh sports analogies but this one is a good one uh for those of you that are familiar with golf uh you know that a uh, you, 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 your your final stroke should be a, a putt into the hole right but if you if that putt is offline from the get-go, you have zero chance of it ever making it. Mm -hmm. So we look at onboarding an employee the same way. If you don't do it right from the very beginning, the rest of their life cycle is likely to be off track completely. So sure. we take that process very seriously. So we, when we automate it, we make it very consistent across the board for every level of employee within an organization. So 
to your point, the paperwork, so to speak, the quote-unquote paperwork, is all handled electronically, uh, all stored electronically, and all stored compliantly as well. So that includes benefit administration. I'll connect you with my, with the financial guy who's doing retirement planning. You guys will do, you know, you'll interface with them and do that. Um, the I-9, the immigration stuff, all that, you guys take care of all that. So all I need to do is shake Sally's hand, welcome her to the team, and then sit her down in front of the computer. Or she's, if she's a remote worker, she sits down and goes to an interface that I'm assuming you create for us and it begins. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 Every, every, every client is a little bit different. So every uh, client experience for their employees will be a little bit different, but uh, we, we absolutely keep them very compliant and very consistent across the board. Okay. That's great. So basically you take the admin stuff, the stuff that all business owners can't stand doing and don't do well, you take that off of their plate for them. Correct. All right. Wonderful. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, tell me about the the genesis of uh, putting the the different elements together. Did you did you start out doing one element of this and then you added other stuff on as you went, or were you always like a you know the the complete administrative package from the beginning? That's a great question. Uh, to be honest, uh, I we started off uh, trying to be HR consultants. Uh, we, we wanted to, uh, take on projects for clients. We wanted to run HR departments for them, but what we found was, uh, and, you know, again, back to the evolution of my, uh, of the HR department within a lot of organizations, we found that the payroll piece was the, the one concept that every small business owner and every mid-sized business owner could wrap their heads around and understood that as payroll. I mean, I'm sorry, as HR was the payroll. So we decided then very early on that we are going to be a payroll service bureau because that's where we're going to really capture all of our clients where, where they are. And so that was an element that we felt was, it was critical for us because, again, payroll also happens to be the entry point for all data that comes in on an employee. And uh, whether it comes in from time and attendance or benefits or you know, wherever it comes from, uh, and and to be able to manage that process with a client makes our job significantly more strategic and more effective because we ha- we have captured all of that information and are able to uh, really use it to the benefit of the client. And there's a huge pain for in switching. It's it's incredibly onerous for somebody to move away from from you guys. It would be you know, I I just I like the hair on the back of my neck is standing up just thinking about it because it's just such a the data entry and everything all the reporting and all that stuff. If you wanted to do that in the middle of the year, you you, you know you would be better off taking off your shoes and walking across a living room full of Legos and mouse traps because it is just awful to try and do that like mid year. The only time people sane people would switch would be the end of the year and they're too busy doing other stuff so it's you know if you get them as a client there's a pretty good chance you're going to retain them for a long time i would bet we we do and uh and, and i'll be very frank with you uh if we're not doing our job right i will help that client move to another uh to another provider uh but uh, no, know, we, no Legos yeah, and mouse traps. No Legos and mouse traps. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't say that about my competitors. Uh, we've had uh, more challenges uh, trying to onboard clients uh, from our competitors than uh, perhaps we deserve. But 
you know, it, certainly, uh, you know, to your point, yeah, it, it can be uh, somewhat uh, treacherous to try and and uh, and do it uh, at the end of the year. But we we've we've been able to overcome that. So you know, as a matter well, of well, I mean, talk about talk about how you bring. So, so somebody wants to come to you, right? So there, here's here's the challenge, and you know, this is why I think you're you're providing a great service for people. If someone goes with the you know the garden variety payroll company, right? You're a number to that company, and I'm I'm assuming that you guys are still providing some HR consulting, right? You didn't forget about that. You still know how to do that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the Garden Variety Payroll Company, they don't want to answer any questions. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to do anything. They just want you to input your stuff, get your get your information out, and go on your merry way. And if you have, you know, if you have ten employees, they don't ever want to hear from you. Right. But I would imagine that that person is going to be a valuable client to you and you're going to want to do more for them than just payroll. So that's the reason to go to you versus I'm, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, they have three letters in their name. They're terrible. You know, there are other uh, there are other companies that are out there that that uh, rhyme with the name of a cereal. They're terrible, too. So, you know, I mean, it's it makes it makes a lot of sense. Sam, talk about the consulting services that you provide. So I'm a business owner, right? And uh, somebody tells me that they're going to file an EEOC complaint. Is that is that something that I could talk to you about? Absolutely. And, I, you know, again, one of the things that we try to do with our clients is we don't want to talk to you just when that happens. Uh, we want to have conversations to prevent those kinds of conversations from actually happening. Um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, certainly, you know, when, when they go to the EEOC and they filed the complaint, uh, it's a little bit like trying to, sh uh, you know, shut the barn doors after the horses have left. Right. You know, it, it's, it's very difficult to try and, and keep things, you know, uh, under wraps and, and controllable once they've gone to the EEOC. The things that you have control over are from the very, very beginning within your organization and how your organization operates. If you are trying to scramble last minute to try and prevent someone from, from filing an EEO claim or trying to gather information or uh, you know, trying to pull together documents and things of that nature, you have really screwed the pooch, if you will, uh, uh, in, in terms of your HR. That is not really the intention of what our services are designed to do. Our services are designed to administratively and operationally keep you at a con consistent and a compliant level. Uh, the, the other aspects to what we do are designed to help you grow your organization and actually change the paradigm of what HR is in a business owner's mind. So business owner looking at HR is not looking at this as this is not a a, a, a revenue generating part of my business. We're changing that. People are the asset, the greatest asset that you have, and you can generate revenue from that if you do it right. And it takes a lot of legwork up front. You have to be willing to put all the pieces together. You didn't start your business just by throwing it out there. Uh, you, you had to build a, a, a uh, you had to build a product, you had to build it consistently, you had to go out and get your funding and financing and all of that. There's, it's no different on the HR side. You have to do, you have to do 
all of the, you have to put all of the nuts and bolts together, all the, the blocking and tackling, all of the, the, the whatever other euphemisms you want to use. You have to do that in order to be able to get to where you want to be. If you don't, you are you know, building a house on, 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 on sand rather than on rock. It's going to crumble. And we're seeing it right now with this you know, great resignation and employers having a hard time hiring employees and everybody's blaming uh, you know, the, the unemployment, uh, unemployment benefits or what have This has been a, uh, a, a deep-seated problem for a very long time, and it is now manifesting itself very, very rapidly in a very short amount of time. And, uh, and a lot of employers got caught off guard. And you know, the opportunity for them to have built their foundation more consistently is really gone uh, you know, now, and they have to you know, scramble to try and recreate it. We're happy to help. We want to help. We want to be there for them. But the expectation can't be slap a Band-Aid on this so that, that I can get, get out of it. It's let's build an organization that will sustain itself and grow, and we don't have to run, worry about these kinds of problems in the future. Okay, now I got a couple of questions I want to ask you about recruiting, and I want to start with you telling us how you can help us target the right people. You mentioned the great resignation. I want you to talk about how you can help us target the right people, and I want you to do that in just one minute. I need to remind folks that we are brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. For over 35 years, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors has provided expert client service all over the United States. Now, they have offices in Chicago and Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, but they work everywhere. I just connected someone from Sandrowski Corporate Advisors with a family law attorney in Maryland. Why did I do that? Well, the family law attorney in Maryland needed someone to dig into the assets of the opposing party in a contentious divorce case. And this is something that Sandrowski does very well. You see, the attorney will subpoena those records and then the Sandrowski folks will dig deep into those records. They'll look at the amount of money the, the spouse says that he or she makes and they'll determine whether or not those numbers seem accurate. If they don't seem accurate, they can be challenged in court and additional disclosure can be mandated. If they do seem accurate, the folks from Sandrowski will let the attorney know. And if the attorneys needed to testify, Sandrowski's team has done this over and over again. In fact, they do it hundreds of times. They've done it hundreds of times. If you need help with litigation support, if you need help with digging into the numbers behind the, the if you need help digging into the facts behind the numbers, you need to call Sandrowski. Dial 866-717-1607. I said it again. I said dial. You know, the other day, Sam, I was reading the same spot and I really showed how old I was because nobody who's listening to this knows what a dial is. See, on a phone, there used to be this round thing. You'd have to stick your finger in it, and it would go, and you would dial the numbers. Well, we don't do that anymore. So call 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Sandrowski, they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by My Revenue Roadmap Guide. 
Now, what is this? This is a complete business development system for you. Just like Sam's company provides an HR system for you, I've got a business development system, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info, and you can download the same guide that I give to my clients when I start working with them. You can take it, you can customize it. So if you're an employee, if you're an employee, if you're, I got employees on the mind now, if you are a CPA, if you're an attorney, if you're an engineer, if you're a consultant, this guide is for you because it will help you use relationship-based strategies to develop business. Now, I know if you're an attorney, you want to work at your firm forever, but just in case you can build a book of business that's portable and that can be a bargaining chip for when you go from one firm to the next. My Revenue Roadmap Guide is my gift to you to thank you for joining me here today on the show. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info, download your guide for free today. Okay, Sam, tell us about recruiting. How can you help us there? So recruiting, uh, one of the things that you, I, I would suggest for employers uh, is to quickly understand uh, what their employment brand looks like. So before you even start recruiting, uh, understand what does, you, what does working for you actually look like? And does it align with the, the same branding as, your, uh, as what you're representing to your, your, your clients and your customers? Uh, understand what people are saying about you as an employer out on Glassdoor or wherever that might be and be prepared to, to address it. Uh, people might ask and they will likely ask, you know, why should I come work for you when uh, so-and-so says so many, when you have so many, uh, you know, bad reviews on Glassdoor or what have you. Get out in front of it. Explain it. Understand it. Embrace it. Tell them what you're, tr you're planning on doing to change that and definitely change that. Uh, as far as recruiting goes, you know, there, there's plenty of, uh, of, of ads to get, to get out there. Understand this. People have uh, – the recruiting process for the candidates is a grueling and brutal thing. You have to respect that because they have if, – if you get an application from somebody that's thoughtful and well-written, understand that they spent probably hours putting it together and sending it out to you. To dismiss it overnight, or to, uh, uh, or, or uh, you know, just at, at first glance, or to not be prepared for your interview with them is uh, they will notice that. Understand that you have to treat these uh, employees now almost like customers. If you want to get this customer, what do you have to do in order to prepare for them? You spend a lot of time preparing to meet uh, a customer for a sale. You got to spend the same amount of time and and quality time in preparing to to find employees. Finding candidates is not a difficult process. Finding qualified candidates is, is really the, 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 the trick. The best way to find uh, those candidates is your own employees, uh, your own an employee base. If you're not using them as a, a way of being able to connect with, uh, with potential candidates, you're missing out. It's a great way of being able to get people that already know how great you are to work for, uh, assuming that you are great to work for, and those will be your, your best advocates. After that, uh, you know, you know you, you, you've got to really uh, look at it as, uh, you know, lead generation. Make it a priority. Always be recruiting is my, is my uh, motto on, on this. No matter where you go, you're always recruiting for a, can a candidate for an employee. Always. Whether you need somebody or not, you're always recruiting. 
I, I think that's great advice. I think everything you said there makes perfect sense. And I think too many business owners, especially people who are entrepreneurial in nature, don't view the employee side with the same weight as they view the client side, but they really should. You should. So your, your business brand, your client facing business brand is critical and people take a lot of time. They give, a, they give that a lot of thought, but they don't give a lot of time and a lot of thought to their employment brand. So the strategies you said are fantastic. How about asking your happy client, happy employees to go on Glassdoor and write a review for you? Tell your happy employees that there's an incentive. You'll give them an extra day off with pay or you will connect them with some sort of added benefit for every referral they give you that's hired. Those types of things, just like you would have a referral stimulation program among your clients, you should have the same thing among your employees. I think that's fantastic. I think that's great advice. I, I really like that because that's how you get the best people to come to work for you. All right, now let's talk about training and development. What do you do to help people with training and development? You guys, I would imagine you have a system that will that will catalog training. So if somebody has you know continuing education requirements, you guys probably have a system that will keep track of that, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, continuing education, you're continuously investing in your your assets. So, uh, you know, again, you're, you're always upgrading. You're always buying upgrades for software, upgrades in equipment. You always have to be upgrading your employees and and they want to, uh, to, to learn those skills. So give them the opportunity to be able to do that. Uh, we can track them. Uh, we can track certifications as well. So if you've got certifications that need continuing education, things like that, there are always reminders that can be built into all of that. It's great to add, add into your uh, inventory as well. We can we can catalog an inventory of skills and certifications and things of that nature that are within your organization, which is great. Uh, it really makes uh, uh, your your ability to be able to find internal candidates for for roles or opportunities for individuals that have met certain uh, certification requirements. To be possible uh, uh, um, upgrades in, into your uh, into your higher ranks, uh, you know when you're looking for the you know the next manager, the next uh, you know executive within your organization, they might already be there, and uh, they might already have the skills to be able to do that. They may just need some development, and coaching, and uh, training, and uh, and various other initiatives to be able to continue to enhance somebody's skills is always uh, money well spent, especially when they are loyal I individuals. And employees are demanding that now, that you know, they're, they're in it to win it for you if you're in it to win it for them. And so you've got to really reciprocate. It's not just about how much you're paying them. It's not just about how much time, you're, uh, time off you're giving them or the benefits that you're giving them. It's the flexibility. Flexibility is now the number one benefit that employees are looking for is flexibility and development. So if you can show them both that, or uh, both of those, then you've got you've come a real long way to uh, being able to retain and uh, and recruit some great talent. Okay, tell me a little bit about remote workforce and how that's changed the way you approach your business. Now, everybody's remote these days. It seems like it was, you know, 20% of the workforce was remote before the pandemic, and now it's flipped. 80% of the workforce or 70% of the workforce is remote now. 20 to 30% are in, you know, a centralized location. How has that changed what you do? I mean, I would imagine you've gotten busier, but what else has changed for you? So our, our smaller clients uh, have become more complicated. 
you know, when you're talking about um, remote workforce, we're not just talking about people that are now just working from home. We're also now talking about employers that have uh, essentially overnight increased their uh, their talent pool by a factor of 10,000 mm. because now they can hire anywhere in the country. We've had clients that have been pretty local, about five, six employees locally uh, here in the Chicagoland area. They all went remote and they had an expansion uh, where they needed to add on about three or four people. Not one of them was local to uh, to Chicago. So as a matter of fact, all of them were in different jurisdictions. So now we're talking about payrolling in different jurisdictions. So you've got different taxing authorities. You've got different legal authorities. You've got all sorts of other things that have now happened within an organization that has made them 10 times more complicated than what they were before because now they're in multiple jurisdictions. The other aspect to it is the, uh, the, the management of it and, and the engagement. You know, how do you keep people engaged when they're not connected with each other? What are the, some of the things that, you're try- that you need to be able to do? So a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, initiatives around engagement have also been, uh, been, been some things that we've been working on as well. It's hard to stay connected with, with people when they're, they're not in the office anymore, so you've got to create other opportunities for them to be connected to the organization. Uh, sometimes that can, that can lead to uh, robbing you of the culture that you built but you've got to be kind of creative in terms of how you're going to you know, continue that culture, whether it's uh, through uh, some online uh, happy hours or you know, various other <coughs> types of, uh, of, of things. Uh, I think uh, one employer uh, did a, um, a movie night on Netflix where uh, you know, all of their employees uh, came together. On, there's uh, some function on Netflix, I guess. I'm, I'm not that familiar with how uh, Netflix works, but you know, they, all, they all sat in and did a movie night together. Uh, you know, after, after work, a uh, movie night happy hour, and, and uh, they had, you know, really great uh, um, uh, uh, res- uh, results from that. So, you know, you've got to be a little bit more creative, and I think that, you know, employers are more willing to be flexible, more willing to be creative, more willing to go the extra mile now because they don't want to lose those employees. Okay, so what's on the horizon? What's coming up for you, for you? What's the next big thing in uh, in HR management for you? What's the next big thing that you can take off the plate of the entrepreneur or the business owner? Well, there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, talk about how AI is going to impact HR, and that's not really something that's going to be you know in the next year or two. But certainly, uh, one of the things that that is really on the horizon for a lot of, uh, especially uh, what I would consider to, to be the more the 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 the, the larger small businesses, uh, and that's analytics. Uh, a lot of larger businesses, <coughs> excuse me, are using analytics in ways to be able to really understand how their business actually works by combining their financial data with their HR data and really coming up with some incredible benchmarks to be able to measure productivity, success, uh, and you know, various other measures that really have impacted their organizations positively. The technology is now coming downstream, and a lot of these smaller organizations, especially ones that have a, a fairly um, uh, diverse uh, workforce, and by diverse I mean diverse geographically, uh, it's hard to measure success sometimes when you don't have people around. But the fact that you can gather that kind of information out of a human capital management system like we run for payroll and HR, uh, to be able to pull that data out 
pull the data out of their uh, financial software, their ERPs, whatever other kinds of data sources they use to run their business, and combine it and create benchmarks and, and various other measures to be able to, to, to measure the success of their organization. That's really the, on the cutting edge of where we are and the capabilities for a lot of these small businesses. And it's there, it's here, it's just a matter of you know, getting an organization to look at it and commit to a, a program like that. It is a, uh, a, an absolute uh, a game changer in terms of creating successful outcomes for a lot of these small businesses. Wow, that's fantastic. So, Sam, tell us a little bit about the size of the company that is, that is a great client for you. What size company do you have to be in order to, in order to work with Human Elements? So I, I generally, I, I have a general uh, uh, demographic of the type of clients that we work with. Uh, we usually work with small and mid-sized businesses. Uh, our, uh, and the way that we define a small business is, and this is quite broad, is an organization that has anywhere from one to 500 employees. Mm. A uh, mid-sized business for us would be an organization that has uh, anywhere from 500 to, say, 3,000 employees. To give you a perspective on it, our smallest client has one employee. Mm. Our largest client has 4,500 employees. Uh, the bulk of our clients fall into the 20 to 250 employee range typically, mm -hmm. uh, where the, the, the greater percentage of them are in that 20 to 50. And then, you know, obviously it tapers out a little bit, but that's, that's usually kind of the sweet spot. That's where we really shine. Uh, smaller clients, you know, certainly again, we're, we're always happy to work with them. Like I said, you know, our smallest client is one employee, uh, but it's got to be the right fit for them. Uh, and then, uh, you know, larger, obviously, you know, we can work with them, uh, but sometimes they have some, some unique needs that we can't fulfill because we're not an enterprise solution. Uh, but we, uh, we absolutely, uh, love to work with that, that 20 to 250 employee range is just right, right in our wheelhouse. Okay, and then when they uh, when they work with you, are there are there different services they can opt in for, or is it is it all the services you just have to pay per per employee or per you know how does it how does it work? What's the investment structure? You don't have to give a specific investment terms. Obviously, every every company is going to be different, but how does your how does your offering work? Is it tiered or is it per person? So it's on a per employee per month basis. Okay. Um, and but that that includes an, an awful lot. So we're not just providing a payroll solution uh, at, at that price point. So if it's just basic payroll, uh, we don't offer really a basic payroll. Our basic payroll includes electronic onboarding. It includes the HRIS system. It includes uh, accrual management, uh, time off uh, request, employee self service, a whole host of things. For that that that. That at that price point, that still makes us extremely competitive with our uh, uh, our kind of mid-tier uh, 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 players. We're way more competitive than the big uh, national players, and we're just a little bit uh, above some of the more regional ones, but not by a lot. We're not talking about hundreds of, of thousands of dollars a month. Uh, you know, we might be talking about a few dollars here and there. Sure. So we're we're extremely competitive from that perspective. Um, when we start adding in things like time and attendance and, you know, other, other types of, uh, of, uh, products and services that are more advanced, 
that's kind of where we start to add on a, a few other uh, a few other items. But that's all done on a per employee per month basis. On the HR advisory side, we have a program that we call HR outsourcing, and that's generally done on a monthly retainer basis. And it's just based on the number of hours and the number of uh, resources that a client needs. So if they just need one person for 10 hours a month, or they need uh, you know a, a team of people for a 40 to 50 an hour per month uh, uh, project for a six month uh, period, we can do that as well. Is there is there any industry or industries that that are that are particularly that that your service is particularly resonant with? Is there is there anybody who you say this is the perfect fit for people who are who have a large sales force or what industries are there uh, out there that work really well with your service? Sure. So um, we have a um, uh, we work really well with construction. We work mm. really well with agriculture and with manufacturing warehousing. Um, one unique thing about our organization is that the bulk of our team is bilingual Spanish. Oh, great. So uh, it, it, we, we really work very, very well within the Spanish community, a Spanish-speaking community, as well as uh, within uh, the communities or industries that are, are, have, uh, tend to have uh, Spanish-speaking uh, em- employees uh, predominantly. Uh, that being said, we also do very, very well with uh, professional services. We have a, a lot of law firms accounting firms, IT firms that work, that do work with us, a lot of professional service, uh, excuse me, uh, management consulting firms as well, a few engineering firms. So we do a lot in the professional services. And we have uh, a, a really good uh, solution for the cannabis industry as well. Oh, nice. Uh, so those are, those are uh, probably a few, a few areas that we really kind of uh, do very, very well in. So typically in the professional service space, there'd be like an office manager on site and they would uh, they would go through and make a deal with the benefits company and then connect the benefits company with you. They'd go through, they, they would make a deal with a financial advisor or a, the retirement planning company and they would connect the retirement planning company with you. And then when employees come in, they would, if you, you know, if they get coached up by you, you coach them up on the interview guidelines and stuff like that. And the office manager would set the, you know, set the hiring people up with the interviews and that sort of thing. And then once the person's onboarded, that the office manager then just turns them over to your interface, and they they enter all their information in there, and they're off to the races. It's actually even simpler than that, but yes, yeah. And, and typically, uh, when we bring on a client, most of the time they already have a financial advisor, they already have a benefits broker mm-hmm. that they're working with, and it's just a matter of making the introduction, and then we take it uh, from there. All right, that's great. And then you know, the advantage to your service over a PEO is that they still are your employees, right? What a lot of people don't realize, and Sam, maybe you can speak to this, is that when you go with, if you go with a PEO, you you pretty much lose those. Those are not your employees anymore. Am I correct in that? It's it's still a little bit of a gray area. Um, as far as the IRS and most of the state taxing agencies are concerned. Uh, they're, those employees are reported on on the PEO's tax returns. Um, that you're they're you're they're technically in a co-employment relationship, um, and I, one of the things that I don't like about the co-employment relationship is that there is now a barrier between the employer and the employee, mm-hmm. uh, and oftentimes the HR solutions are somewhat uh, vanilla 
because the PEO has to protect its own interest. I mean, it's just, you know, that's just the, 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 the logic of it. You know, you can't, you can't customize based on, on any worksite employer because you, you might be putting yourself in, in, in harm's way. So uh, they're not always the most um, flexible solutions. Uh, and they can be expensive as well. Uh, and again, you know, uh, very, very, very few organizations really qualify for a PEO. And it's really got to be the right situation. Uh, some P PEOs are designed specifically to uh, address the needs of a particular industry, and that works out really well. Uh, but it's uh, it's that kind of focus uh, that uh, that you know, if you're if you're in the IT industry, then you would likely use a PEO that is. Uh, you know, focuses on IT. But if you want to kind of get a little more creative than what that PEO is prepared to, to offer you, then you're kind of stuck. And it becomes very expensive over time as well. Sure. No, I, we know from personal experience, my company for years used a uh, PEO and the costs were, uh, the, the, it was the, the convenience was great in the beginning, but then it became cost prohibitive over time, and it's uh, it was really the flexibility became an it became an issue too. So I, I completely agree with everything you said. All right, Sam, I'm going to give you a minute to think about this, but I need you to come up with three things that we should take away from our time together. We learned a lot about how to do the HR function correctly. We learned a lot about how we can focus on what we do and turn a lot of the administrative work in HR over to you. We learned a lot about how we can rely on you for help with HR consulting services. So take a minute and think about three things you want us to take away from our time together. While you're doing that, I'm going to remind folks that Sandrowski Corporate Advisors has brought our show to you today. We're coming to you courtesy of Sandrowski. And I want to talk to you right now about tax planning and Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. So when you started your business, you probably did what I did. You probably went on the state website and you were like, hmm, let's see, I don't know, LLC, check. And then you filled out all that work and it said, okay, now you're an LLC and you know you have to file your taxes here and good luck with that. And that's how you organized your business. Well, now you're successful and your accountant has been telling you that you're probably paying more in taxes than you should be. And chances are you've probably outgrown your accountant and you might even be getting ready to sell your business. Maybe not now, but maybe in the next five to 10 years. This is the time when you really need to call Sandrowski. Look, you can keep your day-to-day -day accounting work, you can keep your bookkeeping work with your current accountant, but have Sandrowski come in and analyze your business and have them see if you qualify for what's called a qualified small business exemption. What this means is your business has to be structured a certain way and you have to be in a certain industry. But if you are, when you're ready to sell your business, you can save a ton of money. And I mean a boatload of money on the capital gains tax that you may have to pay as a result of a windfall from selling your business at a profit. Now, here's the thing. You can't just call Sandrowski and say, I'm going to sell my business next week. Can you fix it up? They don't do that. You need to plan 
for years in advance. You need at least five years in order to, because there's a look back period, that's what the IRS calls it. You need to restructure your business five years before you're ready to sell it. If you're in a specific industry, Sandrowski has all the details. Now, this is an area of the tax code that the big accounting firms don't focus on because the big accounting firms aren't designed for a 25 million or a $30 million business like yours. They're not designed for a 5 million or a $10 million business like yours. Sandrowski is, Sandrowski's willing to help you. So, if you're if you have any questions at all about how your business is structured and you know that there's going to be an exit event in your future whether it's five years 10 years or 15 years down the road you need to have sandrowski look at the way your business is organized and prepare you for that event today call them at 866-717-1607-866-717-1607 Sandrowski is a CPA firm with a different perspective. Also, download your Revenue Roadmap Guide. That's my gift to you. It's a business development guide. It'll help you build your book of business. It'll help you make a great living and live a great life. Go to RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. Enter your contact info. It's the same guide I share with my clients when I start working with them. You can customize it for your professional practice. Sam Tanyos is our guest today. He's the CEO of Human Elements Consulting. If you want to talk to him about any of the things we talked about on our show, call him at 773-251-6776. I'm going to put all his contact info, including his website, which is humanelements.us. I'm going to put all that info in the show notes for you so you can just click on it, but you can give him a call too. Sam, what are the three things you want folks to take away from our time together tonight? Uh, Number one, I have to say is HR is not a quick fix. Uh, It is a, it is not a, uh, something that you can just change in in an instant, turn on on a dime. It's a freight train that uh, needs to come to a a full stop to turn it around. So you've got, there are no such things as as quick fixes. Uh, Number two, uh, one piece of advice that I would give you is learn how to interview an employee, a, a potential employee. If you've never, if you think you know how to do it and you've never been trained, I guarantee you, you are making uh, classic mistake after mistake after mistake. And finally, know your numbers, know your metrics, know how much your employees cost you, total total compensation, how much value they add to you how much each investment you make in them brings back to you. Know those numbers. Know your metrics. All right, Sam, thank you so much. The big thing that I took away from our time together, and I love this concept, I will I will uh, cite you as the source whenever I quote it from now on, is you have to spend as much time and as much effort setting up the employee side of your business as you do the customer side of your business. So you need to have a fantastic employment brand. You need to have an employment marketing system essentially to go out and attract candidates to you and you should always be attracting candidates to you. And then you have to have some sort of a, almost a sales process to convince those people that your place is the right place for them to come to work. And then you got to give them a good experience to get them on board. And that's where Sam comes in. That's where Human Elements Consulting comes in. Sam, it was great to have you here. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. 
All right, folks, that'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. We'll be right back here again tomorrow with another great interview for you. I hope you enjoyed our time with Sam as much as I did. Until tomorrow, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.